1: Welcome to your Partner in Success Radio. I'm your host, Denise Griffiths, and today I'm talking with retired Navy SEAL William Bronham. Now, he has founded a company called Naked Warrior Recovery, and it's a CBD company focused on the recovery of veterans and first responders, and he's here today to share his truly fascinating story of how and why he created his company. Now, William Bron- Bronham is a retired Navy SEAL with 26 years of service. He has served on both traditional SEAL teams Taught as a SEAL sniper instructor and served on teams that specialized in undersea operations whose missions must be approved by the President of the United States. He has led major combat operations ranging from protecting the interim Iraqi elected officials to direct action missions across Anbar province in Iraq. And here's the story. This is the true story. As with too many veterans, William suffered from numerous physical injuries and psychological systems that neg- negatively impacted his well-being and quality of life. Let's list them. Migraines, severe anxiety, chronic pains, difficulty focusing, difficulty sleeping or falling asleep, and depression are just some of the symptoms he would struggle with on a daily basis. And he tried many prescription medications to help and eventually started to self-medicate with alcohol to help with pain and sleep issues. So during his last years of military service, William started hearing more and more about the promising benefits of cannabinoids like CBD. And ultimately he chose to wait until his retirement from the military before exploring this new world of plant-based benefits to help aid in his physical and psychological recovery and determined to maintain his top secret security clearance after the military He sought THC-free options of CBD. That's a long introduction, but it was necessary because you need to know who and why he's doing what he's doing. So, William, welcome to your Partner in Success Radio. Yours is a fascinating story, and I'm glad you're here to share it with our audience.
0: Thank you so much for having me on here. I'm I'm really excited. You know, when I hear that that introduction, I'm like, who is that person? And then I start getting a little, like, choked up. I don't know why, but...
1: Well, you've done a lot of it. I I know who wrote it. (laughs) You did, but I added to it. You know, I said, okay, you know, this is why this is so important. But listen, just we were introduced by a mutual friend of ours, Suzanne Lasco, and she's a good friend of mine, has been for a long time. She's also been a guest here. She's military and her topic was backwards and high heels and body armor so if suzanne if you're listening and i think you said you were going to welcome and thank you for introducing me to william so listen let's get cracking here because you've got a lot a lot to share so tell whatever i might have missed in that introduction let people know who you are and really why this topic does company is so very important to you
0: so uh, just a little bit about me a little background and i'll go as quickly as i can i grew up in meridian mississippi uh not super far from you i think just a couple hours Um, and i always wanted to be i always wanted to be some sort of commando or a ninja i wasn't really sure which one i kind of wanted to be both Uh, i didn't know what a, a navy seal was but i knew what commandos were i knew what rambo was i knew all these other things And, uh, you know, one day some, and I also wanted to fly F-14s. I wanted to kind of be like Suzanne also um, before I even knew who she was. And so I, the Navy called me, a Navy recruiter and said, Hey, have you ever thought about joining the Navy? I was like, well, I kind of uh, want to be a, someone told me about Navy SEALs. Like they're the best commandos out there and they, you know, swim in the water. They, you know, scuba dive and things like that come from the ocean. And that intrigued me more than, than just being on land. So, I joined the Navy. I became a SEAL. It took there's a long process of becoming a SEAL, and my process was longer than others uh, because I made some tactical errors along the way. But there were they were errors that I learned from, and I'm I'm able to help other people uh, sort of navigate that route now. Um, I became a SEAL. I have uh, deployed to between Iraq and Afghanistan, seven combat deployments um, uh, four to Iraq, three to Afghanistan. Uh, i I've got some baggage from, I don't ever say, you know, generally PTSD or anything like that. I just call it baggage because there's a lot of things that are incorporated in baggage. Uh, whether it's like stuff from work, stuff from my personal life, toxic relationships, things like that, uh, other people putting their crap on you and you end up carrying around this, um, you either like you either wear your armor all the time because you're always in this sort of defensive mode, whether it's from you know being attacked in combat, actual real physical combat, or you know uh, emotional psychological combat. You know, I've I've been through both of those, and I have certainly I'm 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 very much an introvert. I don't like to. Number one, I don't like to talk about uh, any sort of weakness that I have or any sort of failure. And that in itself is evident in the – in the I always am always wearing my armor. I always have my – you know, in combat, we put our body armor on, go into harm's way. Sometimes it comes in handy. Um, we take care of business. We come back from that mission, and then we take our armor off, and we hit the showers, and we rest and recover and get ready to do it again. Well, in life, we don't actually get to – take our armor off all the time, or we don't have that, uh, that point of debarkation where we were in some sort of conflict, uh, whether it was like, you know, maybe in business or in our personal life or whatever. And we're just being attacked by other people and we decide we, we don't have this point where the mission is over, where we're able to take this, this armor off or this ego off after we've been attacked by someone else. And so we continue to wear the armor. The armor weighs us down and every little thing that happens in our life, we just feel like we're being attacked. And this isn't specific to veterans or first responders. That's just who I'm focusing on right now because, you know, I don't know if you know this stat, but, and, and I only know for veterans that 22 veterans take their own lives every single day, 22 veterans a day. And so we've lost more veterans to, to suicide than we have, in 20 years of sustained combat operations. Uh, this is the, the 20th anniversary of 9-11, and we've lost more veterans to suicide. So so I really, you know, I never considered suicide, but I was certainly going down a, a really terrible road of using alcohol to turn off the noise in my head, using pharmaceuticals. You know, I would drink glasses, not shots, glasses of vodka just to, like, turn the noise off in my head at night. And over time, I was able to, Uh, I, I, someone gave me a bottle of CBD and I think I slept a little bit better that night and maybe I was a little less pissed off the next day. And, you know, I like to say water boils at 212 degrees. Well, I was living my life at about 210 degrees. So when I started taking CBD, I didn't notice anything right away, but over about the 25 or 30 day period of taking it, I noticed like very gradual changes in my, my behavior, my, my mindset, how I was thinking. And, and so I would go from like 210 to 205 to 200. And maybe by the end of like 30 days of that, that bottle of CBD oil, I was maybe at like 180 degrees. And something else that I noticed is like these pains that I have, I'm a hundred percent disabled through the VA, which really means I'm 250% disabled. So VA math is kind of weird. Um, but, you know, I have all sorts of injuries from you know from 26 years of service, and um, and so I you know I have pains that are that you know I wake up in the morning a little bit slower than most people. I get out of bed a little bit slower. If I sit for too long, it's a little bit harder to get up and move. But with CBD, those sharper pains they became less sharp. They're still there. I still have all the pains. They're just less. They don't hurt as much. Um, and then I, you know, I ran out of that bottle. I tried, uh, I'm like, okay, life, life is pretty good right now. And then things started to come back. And so, because I wasn't addressing the root cause of my sort of psychological, uh, problems. And, you know, I started going back towards that 210 degrees, 212 degrees. And so I tried another brand of CBD and I got a similar result. So I thought maybe there's something to this. I happened to be at a business conference. I met someone in the CBD industry. I was very interested. I really just wanted to work for someone. And, and the girl said, well, why don't you just start your own CBD company? And I was like, I don't know how to do that. She's like, you're a Navy SEAL. You could do whatever you want. And so it was interesting that someone else believed more in me than I believed in myself because I was just in this, like, not awesome place. And also when I transitioned from the military, I just had failure after failure after failure uh... in consulting business but i learned i've later on learned that those failures were actually a good thing they taught me lessons that i would not have learned just through success um... so i'm gonna stop there and let you ask me some questions
1: listen i'm glad you brought that up about why you started and, and how you got involved you and i had talked we had a lengthy discussion oh, a few weeks back during our pre interview and honestly i wish that i had smarts enough to record some of these pre-interviews because right. they're fascinating. <laughs> I just gave myself instructions I'm going to start recording those because they're <laughs> so good. But you and I talked about that, why you started it, and what I really want you to, know. and thank you for sharing that because it's important. And what I'm really appreciating is that you are, you're owning up to, you know, you're a Navy SEAL. You know, we all have this idea that Navy SEALs are invincible, they're just the best of the best, they're always going to be the best of the best, and everything is going to work their way, and you're letting us know that's just not so, and I really appreciate
0: that's did exactly, something that was kind of cool.
1: That's exactly right. I mean, you're very strong people, and you're very dedicated people, but Just you know, like the rest of us, you fall on your butt regularly. Entrepreneurs, I'll I'll tell any entrepreneur that's listening, and you are one, if you don't have a cast iron stomach and you're not willing to fall on your fanny at least once a day, go get a job job because you're not cut out for what we do. And I'm not even trying to equate what you do and what I do. You're a Navy SEAL. I'm just somebody who talks on the Internet, so it's not the same thing, but you're right. We are people, and what you shared with me was why you started this, and you just covered that a little bit, but what I'd really like you to do is go through what you found when you were creating your company, because you said, oh, I don't know how to do that. Well, you found how to do that, but you found a lot of ugliness In that particular industry. And I have to be very frank with, with our audience. I've been approached by many, many people who have CBD companies and I've always turned it down. It was not an industry that I found a whole lot of interest in until I heard your story. So here we go. So, but talk to me about what this woman told you about this particular industry. I mean, you shared with me some things that had me going what? and then further, what the hell? So let's, let's go through that if you don't mind.
0: So I didn't know, you know, even the basics of CBD, I didn't know the difference between a, a full spectrum, a broad spectrum, or a CBD isolate. Each have their pros and cons. Um, So, you know, she was like, okay, well, why don't you start your own company? And I said, okay, I don't know how to do that. So, really, I just Googled it. I just got on the Internet, and I Googled, and then I YouTubed, and I did, you know, I did a bunch of research. And what I found is that, and I listened to podcasts, and I listened to all this stuff, and what I found is that most CBD companies are not legit. And what I mean by that is CBD became legal, and I'm using air quotes right now, it became legal in December 20th I believe 2018 when hemp no longer was an illegal substance because hemp and marijuana they're the same plant what the difference is how they're um, how they're raised what breed of of hemp plant you have so what defines hemp is that the plant at its dried weight has point three percent or less THC and then whatever other minor cannabinoids so the hemp plant has uh, somewhere in the in the area of 120 uh, terpenes, which are basically essential oils, and minor cannabinoids. So there's a ton of minor cannabinoids, you know, CBD, THC, CBN, CBG, and all these other variations of uh, of those molecules. And then also a ton of uh, essential oils that help with other uh, bodily functions. And so they've been using hemp as a medicinal plant for thousands of years but once cbd became legal and the cbd oil with, there was sort of this whole underground thing where it was being used to treat uh to treat um oh my gosh i can't believe i'm forgetting right now uh epilepsy sorry epilepsy and and other things like that uh and so it, people have been using it for medicine you know prior to 2018 uh but it became legal december 20th uh 2018 and then the the industry exploded you saw cbd everywhere from smoke shops to gas stations to uh every other you know store online supplements company i've seen them in gmc and so the fda was like oh my gosh we've got a thing going on right now so they went out and they did spot checks they, at this point they've done in 2021 they've done thousands I'm, I don't think it's more than tens of thousands, but they've definitely done probably at least 10,000 spot checks on companies where they've gone out and, you know, in a in a you know 30-mile radius, they've just gone out and bought stuff. They bought stuff offline, and they would test those products. And what they found is that more than 70%, I think 75% of the products that are out there either have high levels of THC, which means it did not come from the, from the hemp plant, and now it's an illegal product, uh, you know, above the legal limit, no CBD at all, not the amount of CBD that they say they have in the product. Uh, they have high levels of solvents because you can extract the CBD from the oil with, you know, things like turpentine or paint thinner and things like that to, to extract it. And then they don't burn. It's not a, not a bad way to do it. We don't use that process. But you have to let the that those solvents burn off, you know, really rate before you put it into an oil uh high levels of lead uh heavy metals mercury arsenic toxins uh mold things that you if you're going to put something into your body as a medicine you don't want to be putting these other poisons into your body also so most of the cbd that you find in the industry is generally not uh not a good product you know and so what I did is I went out and I found, like, as I'm doing this research and I'm finding things out, I'm like, oh, I, wow, holy smokes, this is not good. So what I, went, what I did is I went out and I found the best suppliers that I could possibly find in the industry. All Everything that we sell, everything that we produce, everything that we're processing is, is from the, the – the, once the oil is extracted from the, the hemp plant, the oil goes off to a third-party independent lab, and it gets tested. Then we take that oil and we turn it into a product, whether it's a tincture that you put under your tongue, that's a soft gel, it's a gummy, it's a topical, uh, or it's into a powder. And then that final product also gets uh, third-party independent lab, third-party tested. And then we put a QR code on every one of our products so that you can use your phone, you can scan the the uh, qr code it will take you to a website and you just look up the lot number of the product that you have and then you can see what is actually in the product so um once upon a time someone asked me what's the difference between your product your cbd and the cbd that i can get in a gas station and and i'm sorry that this wasn't my answer but the guy that was standing next to me actually who had nothing to do with the cbd industry uh actually came up with this answer and and the answer, the difference between my product and what you can buy in a in a gas station is the difference between sushi that you might buy in a gas station and sushi that you would get in a in like a, a sushi house. Like, do you really want to roll the bones with gas station sushi versus walking right. across the street and, and and getting sushi out of a actual sushi restaurant? Good point. And you know
1: what? And I'm. Yeah, I have to tell everybody who's listening, I've tried these products. I've tried several. Like I said, I've been approached by many people, and, you know, sometimes they'll send me some of their products. Sometimes I'll go buy them. I've tried several of your products, and I love them. In fact, I was telling you you. in the green room, you've got – what? it's Naked Warrior. It's it's a little – sleeve of powder that you put in water. What, what is it called? What do you call Yes.
0: That? So that's, a, that's, our, that's our, our Naked Warrior energy drink. So it's a CBD yes. energy drink. And, and it, uh, it has 12.5 milligrams of, of CBD, a broad spectrum CBD. And I'll go into the difference between full spectrum, broad spectrum, and, and isolate. Uh, full of uh, 12.5 milligrams of, of broad spectrum CBD powder, a water soluble powder, and 75 milligrams of caffeine, so it's about equal to a cup of coffee, but the, the beautiful thing about that product is you, you get a little bit of an energy boost, but you never get a crash at the end of it. You also don't get jittery from the product. Um, it's just sort of a sustained energy, focused energy for, you know, starting your day. If you're working on a project where you need to, like, really focus in on it, it's a great product to use. Uh, I use it, I generally, I try to drink a gallon of water a day, and what I do is I fill up my my half-gallon hydro flask, and then I put one of those packets in there, and then when I finish it, I fill it up again and put another packet, and that just keeps me going, you know, really throughout the day.
1: And see, I don't drink coffee. I don't like it. It hates my stomach. If I drink coffee, and I'll try it every once in a while, my stomach just goes, what the heck were you thinking? It's terrible. I (laughs) mean, I get jittery. I want to throw up. So I started, you know, taking some of this in the mornings. And you're right, you do focus. But what I was telling you in the green room, hang on a second, I need to clear my throat, is that I was telling a very dear friend of mine who's also a mastermind mentor with me about this and she said oh I want to try some and I said okay I'm going to send you the link I was thinking I would send you one of these boxes, but I don't love you that much, so I'll send you one of the the packets. (laughs) I don't love anybody that much to share them. They're that good, but I did send her one packet and the link, so we'll see what... But I noticed, because I took one, and listen, I have no expectations. I hear a lot of talk. I hear a lot of sales copy. I mean, but I've been trying your products, and I do like them, and I noticed... Just one morning, I, I was working on a website that was just, we had to get it done, had to be done within 24 hours, and I needed to focus. And all of a sudden, about eight hours later, I went, huh, I'll be darned, because I didn't make a misstep all day long. That almost never awesome. happened. I know. So anyway, I'm not trying to send people to your product, although if you want to go, go, because I do, I can't endorse them. But
0: Feel, feel free talk- to go out and check out my product.
1: Yes, please do. And, and at, I don't at, normally...
0: recoverycom
1: <laughs> They're good. My dog loves them. I mean, I'm giving them to my, my pup, and she loves them. But anyway, enough about that. So let's talk about what you found about really ugly stuff that was going on in this industry and why you are so determined to come up with a product that really does help people. It's healthy, it's made of healthy products, and it's not going to poison them. So let's cover that a bit more.
0: So before I do that, I just want to talk really quickly about the the CBD energy drink. And this is kind of a, this is not medical advice. This is in any way, shape, or form. This is just a, a testimonial that I got. So I also do some wholesaling, and there's a, a, a Brazilian jiu-jitsu gym in in Salt Lake, just outside of Salt Lake, and they sell my products. And one of the students, his wife was taking the CBD energy drink, and she found that she was able to get off of her Adderall by using the CBD energy drink. I am not saying that it will replace Adderall or the effects. It works very differently in the body. But she said she was able to focus, get rid of her brain fog throughout the day, and she doesn't have the jitters at night that she was having with Adderall. So I was like, that is awesome. But I just wanted to share that kind of with your, with your audience, because I, you know, it's some, I've had a, a lot of people reach out to me since then and ask me about, is there any product that you recommend to help get me off of my, my Adderall or, or Ritalin or whatever. And I would, you know, I would recommend this. I can't, you know, make any medical claims. Um, but it, it, it helps this one person. So uh, going into yeah, so really the dark side of, of CBD is you know it's it's it and I, and I covered this a, a lot earlier is that it's it's still a very dirty market. There are some really good players out there, um, but I would I would argue that for the for the most part, most companies are just out there to make a quick buck, and and there's there they don't. They don't have, you know, the, the whole process of, of, of farming and raising and extracting the CBD oil, it's, it's a very – there's a lot of work that goes into it. But just to kind of talk about, like, the power of hemp, the bio uh, – it's a so hemp is a bioaccumulator, which means that it, it pulls all the good stuff out of the soil, and it pulls all the bad stuff out of the soil. And it's such a powerful bioaccumulator that they're using hemp at Chernobyl to clean the radiation out of the soil so that maybe one day they can go back and populate that area. China uses hemp to clean toxins and things like that out of the soil before they plant, uh, you know, new crops out there that they sell to the U.S. Uh, so hemp is, very, is a very powerful uh, bioaccumulator. So you really want to know if you're going to use a CBD product you really want to know that it's a good clean product and and you know so there's three different kinds of of cbd there's a a a full spectrum cbd oil which has which it, it gets extracted from the from the hemp plant from the, the 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 flowers and the and the uh leaves sorry flowers and leaves and gets extracted you have the cbd oil and then it goes through a deep uh de box i 'm blanking on words this morning i 'm sorry uh through a process that removes the stuff that you don 't want like the chlorophyll and 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 things that aren 't really gonna gonna help you uh the plant fatty acids that aren 't the the oils that you 're looking for uh and that makes if you don 't remove that then you have a very dirty oil like it, it doesn 't look good it doesn 't taste good it 's not it's it's not a as clean of an oil and so So we remove all of those things and a a full spectrum oil is an oil that still maintains that 0.3% or less THC. We carry one product that is a full spectrum product only because I've had people ask me for it. Um, Because, you know, the more terpenes and more minor cannabinoids that you can put into your body there's this reaction called the the uh, wow again brain not working no CBD energy this morning um, well no
1: but let me tell the audience you normally you live in Hawaii but right now you're in Texas and I got an email from you about you know traveling across all these time zones I suspect yes. that you've got a little bit of you know brain fog going on from that but you're doing just fine so don't worry about it.
0: I, you know, also there's, like, some TBI and some other stuff going on with my brain as well. So it doesn't always work 100%. Um, oh, well, join uh, my join ADD my craft. <laughs> you
1: know, listen, I'm a so, I'm a podcast host. You would think that I could be able to pronounce words not so much. So keep on going.
0: Right. I'll, I'll remember all of this stuff as soon as we hang out. But uh, it'll just, like, fly right back into my mind. Um, but so there, it's uh, – a, it, so basically, I'll define the word. Uh, basically, it's the synergistic effect. All these minor cannabinoids and terpenes work synergistically with the body, with the endocannabinoid system. And so this is why CBD has become, you know, people make claims like it cures cancer. It made this go away. It made this chronic illness and, and all these other things because CBD – And those minor cannabinoids and terpenes go in and they support the endocannabinoid system. And I'll talk about that in just a minute. But there's three basic kinds of CBD. Uh, There's a a full spectrum product that still has, you know, some trace amounts of THC. Then there's the other side of CBD, which they extract just the CBD molecule itself. And that's called an isolate. They isolate the molecule. They put it into an olive oil or an MCT oil. And then you take that, uh, only that CBD molecule, and then there's a broad-spectrum product, where, which is 98% of what I sell is broad-spectrum, where we maintain most of the, the uh, minor cannabinoid and terpene profile, but we extract the THC. Just because some people, THC is still bad in a lot of people's eyes. Uh, people are concerned about drug testing and things like that, and they can't afford to, to fail a drug test. Uh, because some trace amounts of THC show up in there in in the testing protocol. So we remove, you know, all trace amounts of THC. We also lose a few minor cannabinoids and terpenes in the process, but we leave most of them in there. And so that's what we sell. We sell a a broad-spectrum CBD oil, so you're still going to get that synergistic effect from all the other minor cannabinoids and terpenes with the endocannabinoid system. So, switching over to how CBD works in the human body, it works in in animals it works in all mammals and fish, but i don 't feel like we need to feed CBD to our fish uh, because uh, all fish. of us all of us have what 's called an endocannabinoid system, and this system is a giant neuroreceptor that 's connected to every other system in your body it 's connected to your central nervous system, your respiratory system, your digestive system, your immune system it 's connected to everything If one system gets kind of out of balance out of whack then that'll pull really it pulls all the other systems out of balance so what cbd really does it 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 reduces inflammation especially chronic inflammation uh and it also helps to bring the endocannabinoid system back into homeostasis so it's sort of like the the sort of bro science is it's a multivitamin for your endocannabinoid system. And, again, your endocannabinoid system controls every other system in your body or it supports every other, every other system in your body. And why people have found that they've gotten all of this crazy, amazing benefit from CBD and even, like, cured from chronic disease is because what it did is it, brought their endocannabinoid system back into homeostasis which allowed their own body to heal itself or correct whatever those things or get rid of that chronic inflammation so that the body could work properly. So really that's what CBD is doing for the for the body. It supports the endocannabinoid system in order to let the body work at optimal performance. And being able to <laughs> feel optimal performance is really what we're all trying to achieve in our life in our business in our relationships you know we all want optimal performance so this helps your your endocannabinoid system get all the other systems working working at their optimal level
1: and i love what you're saying about inflammation that's a big problem with every human walking the earth Huge. and when I know, it's horrible what we do to ourselves with bad food. Listen, when you go to the grocery store and you're looking at that, this is just my thinking. But when you go to the grocery store and you're looking at those brightly colored boxes of cereal and, you know, pre-made packages of foods, just lick the box. That's about as much nutrient as you're going to get. Don't eat that right. crap. <laughs> Again, that's just me thinking. But, but here's the thing. When I started drinking um, And I've got it here in my hand. I really believed that because I was able to focus so much is because it did impact the inflammation in my brain. Yes. Is that, is that a true observation?
0: That's that, that is true. You know, so some of the things CBD also helps, and there's a lot of research that's coming out every single day because It was illegal until December of 2018, so there's not a lot of studies. But now that we are – now that it is legal, there's just, like, studies coming out every single day. I get on PubMed at least once a week, and I look to see, like, new studies that are – I just, like, Google CBD and fill in the blank. CBD and inflammation, CBD and uh, anxiety, CBD and stress, CBD and PTSD, CBD and pain, CBD and – endocannabinoid system new like you know june of 2021 studies are coming out being published every single day and these are not like just like someone does something and they post it on the internet this is these are studies that are peer reviewed and once the like peers like give it like that totally makes sense like your your methods for coming up to these conclusions make sense scientifically then then it gets published onto pubmed so I mean, the the science is just like it's cranking out every single day uh, on benefits of CBD. Uh, I'm trying to think if there are any negative benefits of CBD. Um,
1: There was a study that came out. Getting the the ugly ones, the ones that are dirty and have, you know, bad farming practices and bad extraction practices, there's probably some negatives there that might if they haven't showed up yet, they will.
0: Absolutely, and and so there is a, you know, some of the bigger players in the industry. They're actually lobbying Congress to make CBD a, a nutritional supplement, so that it would be uh, it would be. Uh, What's the word I'm looking for? I, I'm telling you, I'm failing today on my on my language. No, you're not. You're like uh, I think
1: I, I know what you're talking about. When look, anytime a lobbyist gets in, they bother me. They bother me a lot. So probably 100%. they want to make it. They want to make it something that is handled by the United States government, and that means we have to get prescriptions for it. Am I wrong?
0: Well, n- not exactly. You're you're close. Not not prescriptions because there is an actual prescription medication made of a CBD isolate, and it's used to. It's made by. It's called Epidiolet and it is. Uh, it was created. It was you know, double-blind placebo tested, and it is it is approved by the FDA uh, as a as a pharmaceutical drug, and gotcha. but that actually helped move the CBD industry forward Uh, just so that the, just, that just helps the um, that just helped to legitimize the effects of CBD in one specific case. So this was, it's used to treat a, a childhood, a very specific childhood epilepsy. Um, And so some, so just kind of going back to like the, like the negative, like, if there's a negative side of CBD outside of those, those dirty players that are just out there just trying to grab money and not being ethical in their, in their practices is that, you know, they've, they've found like you can take too much CBD, but it's really not an easy thing to do. Like you would have to consume. It it has, it, it, it went by weight and people ask me, are my, can I overdose on CBD? And I'm like, not really, because it's not financially possible. For most people, Uh, you would have to consume about, I'm 200 pounds, uh, if I were to consume about $200 of CBD a day, like, you know, the tincture bottle that you have there, if I were to consume two of those a day over a 45-day period, potentially I could have some uh, negative effect on my liver. But, you know, the amount of... And go broke in the process. But, you know, if I, if I look at the amount of ibuprofen that I've taken in my life, the amount of alcohol that I've taken in my life, I, I will never, I will never reach that point. Um, Because, you know, when I was going through SEAL training, I was injured most of the time, I was consuming 1600 milligrams of ibuprofen three times a day. And, uh, that's really not, not good for your liver or any other part of your body. I I mean, and honestly, I don't even know if it helped with inflammation because my legs, you know, you could push into my shin bone and my, your finger would go down about a half inch. So I don't feel like it was really, uh, doing anything, uh, for me there, but it was, you know, maybe it was placebo, maybe it was helping. I don't know, but I, I took it because I was told, you know, here's some, here's, here's some medication. And, uh, if I could go back in time and I had access to what I have access now, I would I would use uh, alternate methods to, to keep myself healthy.
1: Oh, I can't say I blame you. I'm one of those people that if you get sick in my house, you get unbuffered aspirin, unbuffered. I'm not going to put anything else in there in the in refrigerator. You get uh, Tums and cider vinegar. That's it. Oh, Benadryl, because I'm allergic <laughs> to wasps. <laughs> I'm madly allergic to flying insects. That's it. I mean, if you get sick here, you better have brought your own stuff because I can't help you. Right. I'm not going right. to have a bunch of garbage in my house. And I've always thought that most medications were garbage without knowing anything about it. I just figured that they were probably not going to help me. So I just try to right. stay healthy. You know, I prefer natural, natural everything. I prefer staying healthy.
0: Like sleep, yeah. sleep is like the most important thing that you can actually do for your body. And I didn't believe in that once upon a time. And I also suffered from, A lot of sleep problems. I like I said in the beginning, I had to like really to go to sleep. Like I had so much noise in my head, I would drink so much alcohol, I would basically pass out, and then you know sleep, and then get up and try and work the next day. You you don't work optimally when you're when you have that much poison in your body for sure.
1: No, you don't. And in our pre-interview, I was telling you, and everybody who listens to me knows that I don't sleep well. Sleep is not natural to me. It never has been. I'm one of those people that catnaps. You know, I'll sleep for a couple of hours, and I get up for a couple of hours, or I read a book. I've been known to make a gumbo. I just don't sleep all night. If I do sleep all night, it's because I am really sick. There's something wrong going on in my body. But because I've been this way all of my life, it hasn't really bothered me. Until recently, and I find that, you know, inflammation, let's just talk about that again, Yeah, because I'm not resting well, I'm up and down, my brain is a monkey brain, it doesn't ever slow down, but since I've been trying your products, I'm sleeping, not more, but I'm sleeping better, and I notice that I'm, I'm paying attention, so when I am asleep for that two or three hours, if I make three hours, and I wake up, listen, I'm one of those people, I can wake up and know, Instantly what time it is. And I've got this game going on with myself. I will immediately check to see what time it is. And I'm always, you know, maybe 15 minutes one way or the other, but I know what time it is. And I'll say, oh, I slept three hours. woohoo, And I slept well. Wow. Yeah, exactly. Very exciting to me. I don't want to sleep eight hours. It's just not my thing. But the sleep I do get is much, much better.
0: And it's interesting. Not in, There are some studies coming out that show that some people don't rec- like the, the standard is like seven to eight hours a night or whatever
1: well, not everyone accurate. needs
0: that same amount of yep. sleep every like we're all different our brains are different our bodies are different and so it the sleep that you get should be high quality sleep and right. so like exactly. again going back to, to cbd is that your 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 endocannabinoid system once you get that thing really into homeostasis your, you know it it's affecting your your central nervous system, which affects sleep uh your respiratory system, which affects sleep, all of those things once those are really running properly and your brain isn't like running a million miles an hour hundred percent of the time, if you can slow that thing down just a little bit, you're able to get a little bit better quality sleep
1: exactly, and that's what's happening with me, and I listen. Because... As a basically non-sleeper kind of a person. Yeah, I was a so asleep when I'm dead, but it's just my mom said I was this way from when I was a child. She would wake up in the middle of the night and find me in her closet tying my father's shoes together so he would trip. Apparently, I didn't like him very much. But, yeah, I really didn't. But, but the thing is, you know, you have to determine what your sleep patterns are and then work towards Making that sleep work for you. You know, I've had people say, "Oh, Denise, you need more sleep." Well, I really don't, but I need better quality sleep. There's no question about that. Right, I right. won't argue that.
0: Right. Yeah. And yeah, like I said, and some people kind of like you, you can go off like four hours a night, four hours a day, in a twenty-four hour period, mm-hmm. and you're good. I'm good. Yeah. Just make That's sure that exactly that, right. that 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 sleep is quality sleep, not you know tossing and turning, because then you become more exhausted and your your body runs down more, and you just can't perform at your optimal level.
1: Exactly right. Listen, we, oh, we've only got about 20 more minutes. I want to ask you what the name of your company is, Navy Seal, well, your product, Navy Seal Mindset Get Naked Leadership. What is that all about, Get Naked?
0: So my company is Naked Warrior Recovery, and the Naked Warrior is – is a, is a hat tip to uh, sort of our heritage as Navy SEALs. So if you, if you look back in time and you look at Normandy, if you've ever seen the movie Saving Private Ryan, that beach assault on Normandy, which was just an incredible feat. I've been to Normandy, I was, and I was just like, how did they do that? That was just a, an amazing feat. Prior to that beach assault, the Navy went out and, and found uh, guys that were good at demolitions, and they could swim. And so they, you know, the Navy parked off the coast of Normandy and these guys would go into the beach at night or late, uh, late in the day leading into the evening so that they could do a reconnaissance of the beach. So they could see uh, where obstacles were on the beach. They would uh, be able so they could go back in and blow lanes of assault for these guys, for the, for the assault force. Uh, And then they would move back out into the water while they're taking fire from the beach. Uh, move back out into the water. They would measure the depth of the water. Uh, then they would dive underwater, swim along about 25 yards underwater, looking for obstacles in the water, come back up, mark the, the depth of the water and if there was an obstacle in their lane. So they were about 25 yards apart. Um, and they would measure three to 5,000 yards of beach a night. And then they would go back to the ship. They would create this chart off of this, you know, there was no, the technology that they used was a rock with a string with knots every six feet and six feet is a fathom, if you're talking about Navy or just nautical charts uh, for the depth of the water. Um, and then in a, in a piece of slate that they use like a grease pencil to write their, their, the depths and if there were any, um, any obstacles or the obstacles that they had on the beach. And then they would go back, they would chart all of the stuff out, and they would do it, you know, multiple nights in a row. And then hours before the beach assault, these guys would go back in, you know, taking fire from the beach, and they would place demolition charges on the obstacles in the water and on the beach, clearing lanes of assault. And then as the assault force is coming in, they would blow the, uh, blow the obstacles to, to clear lanes. And then uh, that team got decommissioned. But then we started doing a, a, an island campaign in the Pacific where we, you know the, the Marines would go ashore, But what was happening in these islands in the Pacific, they would hit these barrier reefs and the Marines would run off wearing like 60 or 80 pounds of gear, ready to assault the beach, thinking they're in three feet of water. And then they would step off the edge of the reef and they would drown in 30 feet of water. So the Navy recommissioned these teams. They became known as underwater demolition teams. And these guys would go in, they would do these hydro recons. They would clear reefs. They would clear lanes of attack uh, for these assault forces. And all the guys would wear – is a pair of shorts very short shorts uh a k-bar knife uh you know a mask and fins and they were known as the naked warriors they eventually became over time they became uh they were underwater demolition team and in 1962 jfk uh commissioned them as u.s navy seals because they were working from land uh from the sea from the air and from the land and so that was they're the predecessor these naked warriors are the predecessor of today's Navy SEAL. So, you know, kind of a hat tip to history and, and my my lineage as a SEAL uh, is is the naked warrior. But also the naked warrior is you know, we're all warriors in our own life. Just kind of what what I talked about earlier where we we all face adversity, we all face weird relationships, we all face weird things at work, you know, physical, mental, emotional, and and sometimes in order to find the healing that we actually need in our life is we have to take our ego off. We have to take that armor off that I talked about earlier. Because we're in, – in the SEAL teams, we go into combat, we go into harm's way, we put our armor on, and we use it, and we come back and we take it off. But in real life, we don't actually ever really take our armor off, especially if we feel like we're going to be attacked all the time. So – and then we just – We have other people's crap. So really what we have to do is we have to get naked. We have to take our armor off. We have to take this baggage that other people want to put on us. We have to take it off, set it aside, and then we can actually find the healing and the recovery that we need in our own life. But as that relates to, you know, leadership and and lifestyle is is really, naked also is a, it's an acronym. And the N stands for never quit. And I don't mean never quit smoking or drinking or whatever. It means if you're going to do something in your life, you, just, you shouldn't quit. If you decide that you're going to start a business, if you're going to get a degree, if you're going to finish this project for school, you just finish the project. And sometimes it, things seem unsurmountable. They seem unattainable because we look at it as a big project. When really what you have to do is you look at that project, you look at that thing that you want to do, and you chop it up into bite-sized pieces. You chop it up into something, snackable pieces even. So you can like take a snap or a cat nap or whatever it is. You can consume that. You, you break things up so that you, are, you can set yourself up for success every single time, and you don't quit until you finish that piece. And then you don't quit until you finish that next piece. So that's what never quit is. That's what the N in NAKED stands for. The A is accept failure. Failure is the foundation of success. Failure is required. Failure is part of the process. And if you look at um at uh again, my brain doesn't work. The guy that invented the light bulb.
1: Einstein.
0: Uh Yes, thank you. Uh, he found 10,000 different ways to not create a light bulb. He failed more than 10,000 times creating the incandescent light bulb. But then, he, you know, in 2001, he found the right way to do it. So failure is part of the process. Failure is, is a key to the success. And the more failures you have, the, the deeper and the stronger and the more solid your foundation will be for your success. And like I said, when I got out of the, the Navy, I had failure after failure after failure. Things weren't going the way that I had planned. And I've, to be perfectly honest and open, I didn't have a great plan. I thought I did, but my ego was also involved where I thought, yeah, I'm a Navy SEAL. I got this and that, and people will hire me. And no one was hiring me for what I wanted them to hire me for. So, and I was just, like, completely deflated until I figured out, like, these are failures. These failures are a good thing, and I can build on these failures. Uh, the, so never quit except failure. The K is to kill mediocrity. There's so much mediocrity in this world, in our life. You know, we, when we start feeling sorry for ourselves, all we want to do is just like, okay, turn on YouTube or turn on Netflix and just watch Netflix until, you know, two or three or four o'clock in the morning. And then we're not ready to like go to sleep and get up and, and attack the day. And so we, we, the more we do it, the more mediocre we get. And until we decide that we want to kill that mediocrity, and have a plan and have a purpose and go forth and do awesome stuff in our life. And awesome is, is individual. Awesome. You know, sometimes for me awesome is just to write an email, like get that email done. And then so that I can get it out there, you know, into the world and maybe influence someone's life in a positive way. I can make something that's impactful. Um, so the K is to kill mediocrity and we all have we all have mediocrity in our life, but we have to kill it in order to be successful. The E is expose your fears because we all have fear stuck in the back of our mind. It's these things that we don't tell people about, we don't want to tell people about, they scare us. And you know, part of taking that armor off and taking that ego off is like bring those fears out and put them out in the world and expose them. And once you expose your fears, you now have control of your fears. You now, your fears are no longer in control of you. So some of that, you know, maybe you don't want to talk to like a, you know, another person about it, but if you take a pen and paper, I don't mean a a computer screen, there's something very physical and very uh, rewiring about if you take your fear and you write them down on a piece of paper with a pen or a pencil and like that transcription of fear from your brain onto paper. I have a friend uh, who's also a business coach, Sharon Srivatsa, he says, fear does not exist on paper. And and it's totally true. Once you take that fear and you take it out and you expose it to the world, like it no longer controls you, you control the fear. Uh, And the D is do the work because all of these things, never quit, accept failure, kill mediocrity, expose your fears, it all requires work. So when you wanna get naked, get is a verb. It means take action. You get naked. You never quit, accept failure, kill mediocrity, expose your fears, and do the work, and you will have a better, more successful life. These are the the things that I put together after 26 years of service, after a couple of years of failure, after I got out of the military, and I'm like, how do I make my life better? And it was by getting naked.
1: See, that's fascinating. Um And I've looked at your website, I've shared your website, I've spoken with you before and I never understood where that came from and that's why I wanted to ask you it's like okay that's interesting but what is it? Now it's gone from interesting I'm, I'm, I'm to absolutely have to do a job fascinating of putting that out there. <laughs> yeah, well, you just did. But yeah, I I think if you were to maybe write something on your website about what that's all about, that would be helpful because I didn't know and I thought I I you know, was following along pretty well. So, and like I say, you just went from interesting to absolutely fascinating. So I love that leadership grasp that you have created for yourself. Okay, so we've talked about, you know, learning to embrace adversity a bit with the what and the why of CBD and the Navy SEAL mindset. Fascinating. Is there anything else? We've got about six minutes. Is there anything else, William, that you want to share?
0: Um, I would just say, so, Kind of following up on what we just talked about, is it's not, it's not really on my website very well. I am building a coaching program for really the get-naked mindset um, oh to, to, help, to help as many people as who, who want to be helped. And part of it is you have to, again, you have to go back and you have to take your ego off and you have to ask for help. And those, that was some of my failures very, very early on in life. Very, very early on in the SEAL, even further along in the SEAL teams, I, was, I did not want to show weakness of any kind. And so I was afraid to ask for help. I was afraid to admit that I didn't know something, and I didn't know a lot. And so it's, once I became brave enough to admit that I don't know something or admit that I need help or admit in order to ask a question or ask for help, I became stronger at the end of the day. Um, So, and I know there's uh, just so many people out there that have the same, the same thing. And and really we just have to, we have to find where that is. We have to find that uh, we have to take that ego off and and start asking for help, asking for uh, find the bravery. Like I wasn't brave. Like, Oh, you're a Navy SEAL. You're not scared of anything. I've got lots of fears, but it's my ability to, Now, my ability to expose those fears, I, as soon as I start thinking them or feeling them, I put them out in the world and I'll tell people, I don't care. I don't have that ego anymore. I still have ego. There's good and bad ego, but I still, I try to maintain the good ego and get rid of the bad ego, um, of fear and failure and things like that. So I think that's what, uh, kind of where, where I would probably end that,
1: I think, well, And, William, you mentioned at the top of the, the podcast that you're an introvert. I am a highly committed introvert, and I don't have any intentions of changing that. I like being an introvert. It doesn't mean right. I'm not friendly. It doesn't mean I'm shy. I'm not even close to shy, but I need to be alone in my own head a lot. And something you said just now triggered you know that whole introvert path that I'm going here, but I think that we are probably more guilty of not sharing, not asking questions. I'm I'm much better about it, but when I first started my company 20 some odd years ago, I'm in shock that it was that long ago. That's why I keep mentioning, it's like, oh my God, how did this happen? But the thing is, I didn't know what I didn't know, and I didn't know to ask for help. I was too proud. I didn't want people to know yeah. that I wasn't an expert in everything, and it was a remarkably stupid attitude to have, and it held me back for longer than it should have.
0: And I'll share just, just really quickly. Once you do that, you will become more confident. Once you become more less uh, less controlled by your fears and your ego, the more confident you will be. I was just – the reason I'm in Texas right now is I was helping out a, a friend run an organization uh, where these young young men and women who want to be either a SEAL or a Green Beret or Army Ranger or Air Force Special Operations, we kind of put them through a weekend of, of really tough uh, tough love. And they did some really hard things, and they did really, really well, and they grew throughout the throughout the experience. And, you know, before – the night before we started, we you know, the the instructors, we went to this local burger joint to, to get some dinner before we're, you know, not going to have food or really anything else uh, for the rest of the weekend. And some of the, the students were there. And at the end, of, like, they didn't know who I was or anything else. And one of them at the end of it who, were, who was at that restaurant, they were like, when you walked in, I knew that you were a Navy SEAL. I knew that you were, you know, you – and I was like, what you saw wasn't – my resume, what you saw was confidence because I am no longer, I no longer let fear of the unknown bother me. You know, I no longer, like I will go out and I will just, you know, I told you, I'm an introvert. I don't like engaging with people. Now I scare people because I'm like very engaging. I'll ask them like random questions like, Oh, what are you doing here? How are you? Oh, are you a professional baseball player? You, you know, cause there's like a high school baseball team here. Uh, in the hotel that I'm staying in. And so there were like some girls downstairs. I'm like, Oh, are you guys baseball players too? Then they were like, Oh, you're a stranger is talking to me and being engaging. And so I confidence, like once you, you know, expose your fears and you control them now that builds confidence and that builds the ability to do more things in your life.
1: Exactly. I, like I still the, have I'm fears. Sure. I
0: just have to like control them
1: same here and you know I'm not shy at all and I remember being in my sister had had traveled to Tennessee and said why don't you meet me I'm going to be at the Grand Ole Opry and she had a meeting there and there was a lot of stuff and we went to the Grand Ole Opry and we were separated by one row and you know maybe three people yeah, you know, up to my right and I'm chatting with the people to my left and my right and back of me they were talking to me and at some point during a lull in the in the You know The festivities going on there, my sister tapped me. She said, do you know these people? I'm from Louisiana. Mm -hmm. She's from California. Of course, I didn't know any of these people. But she was absolutely shocked that I was talking to strangers. I said, no, this is just how we do things in the South, which is, you know. Right, exactly. You know, it is how we do things, but that was years ago, and it stuck with me that she was just stunned that I was talking to absolute strangers voluntarily. But, you know, you have to get out of your own way is, is I guess, my point there. William, this has been fascinating. Where can people find you? Thank you. Uh,
0: You can find me. uh, My website is uh, www.nw-recovery.com. NW stands for Naked Warrior. I didn't think people wanted to write Naked into their search engine, but you can also go to NakedWarriorRecovery.com, all one word. Maybe they do. (laughs) Maybe they do. I made it, you know, broader for the masses. So NW-Recovery.com is the best place to find me.
1: Great. William, thank you. It has been absolutely wonderful speaking with you. you and getting your story. And as I've said, I have a lot of your products, and I do love them. And I'm not just saying that because this is a podcast, and I probably shouldn't be endorsing somebody's products, but I love them. So I can't lie about that. So before we say goodbye, I would like to remind our audience to be sure to look for us in iTunes and anywhere else you consume your business podcasts. We're in Audible. We're in Prime. I mean, we're everywhere. You can't throw a stick on the Internet without hitting – your partner in success radio so just look for us and type in your partner in success radio and take us along on your success journey william thank you so much
0: get your voice heard if you would like to launch your own far-reaching podcast contact denise griffiths at your office on the web.com and go to the podcast tab